Welcome to We Are Doing Our Best podcast. Uh, you can find us on We're Doing Our Best on Facebook, Instagram, doing underscore our underscore best underscore podcast, Twitter at pod doing our best, YouTube at We're Doing Our Best podcast, and TikTok at Life with Jim podcast. Our link tree is podcast at dot doing our best. And this is a podcast about faith, family, community, uh, and friends. I am joined here tonight with Jen. Uh, Jen, how you doing? Hola. I'm good. I, I think that this needs to be our permanent location to, to film, to do this. Right. This is a, a very nice, uh, permanent. vibe And it's here. warm. It and is. I, it's it's warm. It's cozy. It's festive. Uh, thank you, Teddy. And it is the Walking Distance Brewing Company uh, here in Marysville, Ohio. It's located on A Street, right across from the Dollar General. Um, and it, it is a very good, cozy environment. And we have a good interview coming up with Teddy uh, as our, our first interview. And then we are going to have Heather and Kevin. Kevin uh on to talk about their organization we're, we're very excited about that you know sign language um kevin knows sign language kevin knows sign language i i know the alphabet <laughs> i can i can spell things out and i don't spell very well so it's a whole mess um but jen how was how was your last two weeks uh we can skip the last two weeks and move forward to the next two weeks i would be very happy about that we we didn't have a very great couple weeks there's some sickness going around town. Uh, the kids are sick right now. We called the doctor this morning. They couldn't even get them in today. Uh, and they couldn't. They just recommended. What's funny is Dan, I called them this morning. And I had to call three or four times just to get through. That's how wow. crazy busy it is. And Michaela said last week that there was 10 kids out of her class. I just I hope everyone's staying safe and, and healthy out there. And it's that sinus infection thing. That, or I think it's a flu. Something. Yeah, it's very similar with that. I know. So I, I have been... Essentially, uh, we, we recorded uh, on the 21st when I just got back from Florida, and then I went to El Salvador. Which I saw your Facebook, and I am incredibly jealous. It, it is a trip to be incredibly jealous about. Um, I lived like a one percenter for eight days, and I, I got adopted while I was down there, so I will definitely be back. Um, Can I go I'm, next time? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll we'll have to record one from down there. It'll be uh, next December, and I know you'll be deployed, but maybe you can uh, get shifted over there. That for... defeats the purpose of me going with you and filming it from down there. You have to do it like when I get back, so I can go with you. I plan on semi annual visits, so we'll we'll get you down there. You know, I I want to get my my claws in a little. Little more down there. I mean, we we had a blast, and I'll I'll definitely talk more and post some things uh, on Facebook about it. But to to speak to the sickness, so I got back Wednesday and went out uh, Friday. I had to leave for a tournament in Indiana, a basketball tournament, and the you know we didn't win the tournament for the first time in years, um, which is disheartening. But the girls played hard. So Addison is in the last game we were in and she's like tugging at her ear. You could tell, I mean, face is red. She's hurting. I take her to the little clinic there at Kroger when we get back and she has a severe double ear infection and the nurse practitioner got upset that I let her play at all. So, 
Um, but you didn't know. That's not I, fair. I didn't That's know. And she's been at home all day feeling like her head was going to explode. So she missed the game tonight, and she was pretty upset about it. But um, I, I just I need her to get better because, you know, I think she's I think she's being weak when she's not out there playing. But that's just the the dad coach in me. But girls played well. Um, how are they? Are your children towards the end of their sickness, or are we talking like beginning? So we had our family Christmas party and our yellow ribbon event for our deployment coming up this weekend, and we had about six hundred people. I mean, supposedly six hundred ish people in a room uh, all weekend long. So um, I'm sure we picked something up from somebody. I'm hoping it's a 24 hour bug, and they. I plan on the, I plan on Heather taking them to school tomorrow, <laughs> so we'll see. And you're you're like out of town the next five days or something, correct? No, we moved that to January, so I'll be gone in January. Oh, that. okay. So you that was must have been recently moved. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, thank you for letting us know last minute here. At, we're doing our best podcast. <laughs> get used to it, Dan. Um, but fair enough. Well, I'm I'm excited to get these guests on. Uh, some big news of the week: the Buckeyes are in uh, the the playoffs. So, I there's there's a mixed bag with this. Um, I personally feel like a loss to the number two team in the country is a better loss than losing a conference championship game in the Big Twelve to a three loss team, but. Apparently, the committee felt otherwise, and for some reason, the committee feels like the Big 12 was some powerhouse conference with the second-best team behind Kansas State uh, being Texas at 8-4. and four. So um, I was confused and upset by that, but all the haters are coming out of the woodwork and saying Ohio State shouldn't have made it, and I, I don't know, maybe Tulane should have made it or something. I, I don't know who their other option would have been. But, you know, go Bucks. I, I think they have a chance they can win it if they're hungry enough. I'm not a big fan anymore. I haven't – it's not the fact that I'm not a fan. It's that I just I have zero time. We've been working on the house. I have work all the time, the kids, and I do BMX. So it's – I just – I haven't had any time to watch any kind of sport. And I, I almost want to say I miss it, but I am not following any of it. So I am a bad Ohio State fan at the moment. Well, at least you're still set Ohio State fan, and you bought yourself a couple more weeks on the podcast with that <laughs> with that comment. All hey, right. do you like basketball? Oh, of course. Let's, We're, let's take Addie to a, a basketball game. So done, and we are uh, – so we're doing our best co- podcast is actually uh, hosting and taking the St. John's girls basketball team uh, on the eighth to the, the game. Oh. So we'll be sitting there um, just behind courtside at the game. Thanks for uh, uh, letting me know last minute, Dan. Well, it's you, you're welcome, but it, no, it is. Uh, it's not the women's game. It's the men. It's the men's game on the eighth women's. Most of the women's game they're, they're played at like 11 or 12 in the afternoon. So when I reached out to the athletic director for the tickets at Ohio State, I said, well, if we're going to do the women's game, I want locker room tours, meet and greets before the game, <laughs> and then I'll petition the school for a field trip to get the basketball team out to go to that. They didn't bite. We don't have enough pool yet. Um, so yeah, friends. Maybe Share next our year. podcast with your friends, please. Yes. Maybe next year. Help us grow. <laughs> but – All right. Very good. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Again, you can find us on Facebook at We're Doing Our Best um, and Instagram doing underscore our best underscore podcast. 
Twitter at pod doing our best, YouTube at we're doing our best podcast and TikTok at life with Jim podcast. You can find our podcast on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, iHeartRadio podcasts, uh, Alito podcast, all the, all the popular sites. And, uh, we will take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to be back with Teddy from the walking company or the, the walking distance brewing company here in one moment. Fired. Hey, this is Teddy. Uh, one of the owners of walking distance. If you want to come down to walking distance, we got bingo every Wednesday at 7 PM trivia Thursdays at 7 PM. And then, the Sip and Stroll Market, hosted by Gathered Goods, is coming up this Saturday. So make sure to check us out. Uh, cheers. And we are back with We're Doing Our Best podcast. We are joined with Teddy, uh, the owner of the Walking Distance Brewing Company. Teddy has graced uh, me with the Safety Dank West Coast IPA, which is phenomenal. Uh, by the way, Teddy, is that made in-house? Yep. All our beers here are made in-house. Very good. Well, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, Jim, what do you have? I have the Cranberry Twist. Cranberry is and it, it is delicious. It is a seltzer. It's a seltzer. Uh, and I'm not usually a big fan of seltzers, but this is really good. It's really good. So it's it's not a tradition. And I, Teddy, I believe you said these are not traditional seltzers. Yeah. So we make a plain seltzer in-house, and then we actually work with Soda Farm mostly, the local soda maker. Um used to be in Uptown, but she makes a bunch of the flavors and a bunch of syrups that we add. So if you get something that you don't think is sweet enough, we can always add more syrups or less syrups so it can be customized to your own liking, and you can always get the plain seltzer and bring it home and add it to Fruit Punch. Or so how did you get that idea? How did you get that idea? Um, it was honestly tap space. It was kind of a, we can't serve wine legally, and we needed something for the non-beer drinkers, and we didn't have that many taps, so we said, okay, let's just, make a plain seltzer and mix in afterwards and it's worked out really well for us listen why can't we sell wine and but we sell beer uh yeah that's a totally different license and it's kind of weird in the state of ohio but if you're a brewery you can serve your own beer and nothing else without paying extra for other licenses so. sense Very this good. is delicious and Thanks. i like it i'm uh i may or may not ask you for another because yeah. i really want to try that black cherry oh yeah <laughs> it sounds good so teddy i i gotta ask the background here so marysville are you are you local to marysville no i grew up in new jersey went to school in pittsburgh and came out here for a automobile manufacturer okay um, and then didn't really like it and preferred beer so I am. i'm stuck but you decided to make marysville your home yeah 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 do you it, plan to like reach out anywhere else or grow or um uh, it might be in the plans, but not really. Like, it. This has been such a cool community space that I don't know that we could ever actually expand and still have the same charm. So, so and traditionally, I mean, I've I've been here since '99. I I actually I was born in Newcastle, okay. uh, Pennsylvania, right outside of Pittsburgh. Um, I and it Marysville's tra- traditionally essentially been a two bar town right you got Stephens and then you had Lee Dogs which kind of went down oh there's Flamingo too well yeah there there's always been the Flamingo but they've kind of been the two and a half i guess of the bars the locker room wasn't there oh or, yeah, yeah it, it was, was Lee, a- Lee Dogs locker room yeah oh, okay yeah yep. so i forgot about that place um 
Stephens has kind of been the steadfast, and then we've seen, uh, you know, places like Sharky's and that pop up. But um, this this seems to be different. Um, it's it's not a traditional go get smashed play pool bar. This I get the hang out, have a drink, you know, vibe. Try different beers, and uh, you know, really, you're just relaxing with friends here. Is, it's is really that, cozy. I love the fact how cozy it, it is. is. Is that what you go for here? Is that yeah? The- it it's always been a community space. Like we have the board game shelf where you can come in if you're. With kids, you can play Uno. If you're with a bunch of nerds, you can play Settlers of Catan. Like, whatever works for you. You probably um, have World of Warcraft crap over there, don't you? I, I don't think we do. Good, good points. You got my, you got brownie points for me. Yeah, listen, <laughs> we got a board game group that meets here on Sunday. Leave, so. leave us nerds alone. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon let cards us, over there too. Let us do our thing. Um, oh, listen, they have Pokemon <laughs> card. Uh, tournaments, I might be in. I'll, I'll whip out the old oh, set. Oh, we could do that. We yeah, my that. kids are lo- like huge. Actually, all of my nieces and nephews are into Pokemon, and I have a, a buddy at work that has his own shop up in Delaware, and he has like the Pokemon thing. So you might yeah. you might get a crowd if you do that. It'd be fun. And, and so the drinking age, you said kids and stuff here. It is still twenty one now, correct? Yeah. So we have non alcoholic drinks for all the kids, but yeah, very strict on following the law of 21 so good and that, and that we strongly encourage that here on the podcast only jen's kids are allowed to have a beverage every now and again what <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding so so you're here you you got this idea you said you worked at a auto manufacturer in marysville we won't name it we have so many here yeah yeah so um, many. we won't we won't name the name of the auto manufacturer so facetious that's what he is um what uh is so you left there and took your risk in opening that place and, t- and take me through that mindset. Cause that's gotta be a risk, right? That's a, that's a great place for most people to work yeah. and, and you took a chance. Yeah. Um, so I guess actually I quit, uh, the day that we opened and went to another, um, job. I started two days after our grand opening at the other job, worked there for about six months and then, um, left for the summer and just started another job. So, for a majority of the year we've been open, I've been working other jobs, but kind of all in. I don't really have a social life outside of here. So, How old are you? Uh, 26. 26. Wow. Yeah. Now, today, I hear through the grapevine that on Thursday nights, you do partake in a little karaoke every now and again. Oh, yeah. It's the funs all the time. With, with a group of obnoxious... Uh, Drinkers, you could say that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so what what are some of the events you guys run here? I mean, I, I've heard uh, trivia nights. Is it bingo nights that yep. you guys have? Yeah, we do bingo nights on Wednesdays. Um, we just play for play bingo for a bunch of prizes from Goodwill. It's free to play, but you can <laughs> walk away with a duck or something. That's cute, um, <laughs> funny. Yeah, um, and then we always are trying to spice it up with events that are kind of unique to Marysville. I mean, bingo's a staple. That's weekly, but we've done drag shows here. We've done, uh, we've had a juggler come in. So we kind of do everything. So, what kind of crowd do you get for that? Um, good ones. 
Good crowds. Yeah. Uh, where would you do? You like set up a stage for, for a drag show? I mean, oh yeah. Just trying to think of. I've never even heard about this. Like, where do you where do you advertise? Yeah, um, we advertise a lot on Facebook, um, and there is a large community in Marysville that really appreciates the acceptance, and that's been super cool being a part of. Um, yeah. But yeah, we set up a stage right here, and then we had one on the patio. We had two shows going simultaneously on. In October and then during uh, Pride Month, we also had a drag brunch where all the tables were set up like this, served brunch, and had them performing everywhere. That's kind of cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, there's there seems to be a lot of different. Do you guys do you do private events as well that you can rent it out? And- to an extent, um, that's not as much our focus. We want to always be open to the community, but we do rent out the space um, when we're closed, especially, and then. We can kind of accommodate for parties on other days. So how many people can you get in here comfortably? Uh, 52. 52. The, that's the fire code. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is there an upstairs? Um, not really. There is, but uh, it is very decrepit. Um, we, uh, we spent a lot of time renovating this building, and that's kind of a maybe way down in the future. But It looks beautiful in here. Thank you. It really does. Yeah, so I, I remember, was this like an old garage or something beforehand? It was, it was beat up. And yeah. This is, this is sharp. Yeah, thank you. It was skinny Spain's garage for most of the 1900s, and then it was more or less abandoned for, I think, 20 years. But it's been really cool watching the transformation. And um, actually, skinny Spain, who owned the garage, lived upstairs his daughter came by a couple months ago and was like, wow, this is so cool. Like seeing what's been done to it now. And, and you brew all these beers back here in the, in the back by yeah. yourself. Um, I'll enlist the help of, uh, regulars, people that want to learn and employees, but yeah, for the most part. So you take volunteers. Yeah. I'm always open to volunteers. We have some hand raising. Yeah, <laughs> we have some hand raising for some volunteers here. Um, uh, Michaela will ask you what's what what age she has to be to work here because she's fourteen and she's been nagging at me to get a job. So she asks everywhere we go. That's cool. She's like, how much? How old do you have to be to work there? Yeah, so we, we have to be twenty one or eighteen. We pretty much only hire twenty one. Uh, Giovanni's across the street, though, they are always looking for young help um, or all help. But yeah, at fourteen, I think they hire that. So. That'd be oh, a good talk. Good pizza over there. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about let's talk about food. Do you have food here? We don't, but we bring in food trucks pretty much as much as we can every day if we can. Um, if not, you can always get Giovanni's, bring it over. Um, you can always bring in outside food even when we do have a food truck. And if you get the food truck, you don't even have to come here and drink. You, if you're supporting the food truck, then you're helping us get better food trucks too. So it's all a win-win for That's everyone. really cool. That is cool. Where, where'd you learn to make beer? Uh, I took one college class in on it and just kind of <laughs> it's a good college kept going. Class. Yeah. It's not like a, a beer for dummies book or something silly like that. Like you just, no, yeah. Um, it was called engineering and craft brewery. It was basically you go get drunk on Tuesday and Thursday, but ended up learning stuff, meeting people that moonlight breweries. And then this was just, not an 8am class. Was it? No, it was a 4 p.m. class. <laughs> now, you, you can be honest with us. You know, no one, no one's listening yet. Um, 
there is a beer brewing for dummies book back there somewhere, isn't there? Uh, yeah, it's on my <laughs> phone. It's Google. <laughs> there are a lot of things I've Googled. So, how, how many different beers do you make? Uh, we have made 50-something batches in our first year open. Some of them have been the same. Some of them have been different. I think one employee has been tracking all of the beers, and I don't actually know how many beers we have. Okay. Or have made, I guess. <laughs> so do you? are you a sole owner, or do you have a partner? No, I have one partner right now. Okay. But you run it all, or do they? Is it like kind of like a teamwork thing? It's a it's a teamwork thing for sure. And then our staff has been awesome. We've actually had the same staff since day one. We've pretty much kept every single person on staff in some capacity, and haven't had a need to hire anyone else. So it's been really special. So, and this is a big question too. How do you come up with the names? You name them yourself, right? There's a lot of drinking that goes on at walking distance, and we take input from any and the suggests it as we're brewing stuff we'll give people samples of the new stuff coming up and they're like oh this is so what's this boba is that how do you pronounce that yeah uh, boba saison so saison is a i think it's a french style of beer it's kind of if you've never had it it's almost spicy but like an herb way not like a spicy like hot but it's got lychee in it yeah well lychee boba so we then that that's like the basic style. So I made like a basic one of that. And I was like, this would be good with something sweet in it to balance it out. And so we put in, started putting in boba bubbles, like the bursting boba bubbles from boba tea. So it's been pretty popular. That's dangerous. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's dangerous. That and sounds dangerous. It sounds delicious. Yeah, we can add the boba bubbles to anything. They're really good in the seltzers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like boba bubbles. Um I, I am feeling like we need to have a we're doing our best podcast uh, volunteer day where we come out here and help uh, make a make a batch, maybe get some naming rights to it. Get I, I get say we come every menu. Tuesday or every Monday, and uh, we just we make this our. I'm not kidding. Look at me, Teddy. I'm not. I'm not kidding. It is a beautiful, warm, cozy environment. I love it. You should. They put me in gardens that are freezing. Uh, they take me outside and it's windy and I get my butt kicked in pickleball. Like I, it's safe here. It's yeah. a safe zone here. I can't get, I can't, I can't. Yeah. I, please. Like you should consider this. Okay. So disclaimer, yeah. every place that she has been with us has been safe. Her, nope, her cold. life has never Freezing. been in danger. <laughs> safe as, from as being teased and all that fun stuff. Oh, you should have seen him. I talked so much. I talked so much about pickleball, like uh, so much smack, and I was the worst probably person out there. I, it was, and it, but it was so much fun. <laughs> I didn't even care because it was so much fun. But I talked so much smack. But yeah, this is I can't get over this. I haven't. I, I just I haven't. I'm kind of regretting not coming over sooner. I, it's beautiful in here. Yeah, and and I'm I'm serious about. It. I want to get us all together, all four of us out here, and uh, and your alcohol is delicious. And they make me drink. They don't make me. We do bourbon. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, well, the trick to bourbon is you got to put it in your mouth, swish it around for 10 seconds, then swallow, and then your mouth will be numb, and then you can drink it, and it'll taste delicious. That's not how that works. It's so much better that but way. But it doesn't work that way. No, but try it. Mm-mm. She'll try it next time. Do you to go get some bourbon? No, I always, no, we don't need bourbon. I always put it in my, uh, I've been putting it in peach tea, and then it's, then it's good. I like it in the peach tea. We've got the delicious. cheap bourbon. Oh, yeah. The, the, she can mix the cheap bourbon. We're not bringing any E.H. Taylor out for her to mix in peach tea. <laughs> um. But 
Yeah, I want to. I want to do that. I, I would love to see a. Uh, we're doing our best IPA up there. Um, you know, to to take a sip of maybe twelve proof. Twelve proof uh, is that legal? Or twelve percent? Yeah, it's yeah. Legal. Well, you can go up to twenty two percent. Maybe twenty two percent, Jen. We'll make you have a nice big glass. Oh, that'll be a fun, a fun podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there'll be no filter on that one. Oh man! So, what do you do? You plan on expanding? Uh, do you plan on going um, liquor, like liquor license? Where, where's the? Yeah, we're hoping by uh, this Sunday, or not this Sunday, by this summer, um, we'll have more options, um, like wine and liquor and everything. Just kind of takes a little while to get all the permitting and everything, but. Have yeah. you been out to Dalton Union yet? Yeah, yeah, they're great. We actually brewed with them before we opened kind of their the brewery industry is awesome it's super collaborative it's if we need i've borrowed some ingredients from them so i think they've borrowed some from us too so it's been that's really cool, cool relationship so when you get wine and spirits are you keeping those local too as much as we can yeah um so we'll probably be doing uh some of dalton union's wines and then um columbus liquors um, and actually, our grain supplier is opening up a distillery, too, and they're in Marysville. So, What are they called? Uh, Rustic Brew Farm. They're on, a, I don't know, a road, but they're a little in the country. But they're, there is a distillery coming to Marysville, so mm-hmm. that's exciting. Yeah, that that is exciting. What, uh, what, so what, what's your goal? What, what's your plans here? If you had a perfect next year. Right, uh, 2023, what would it look like? Just kind of continuing to grow. And the community at Walking Distance has been so cool. When I was opening it, I was expecting we'd have someone that would come on a Wednesday. And then we might see them next Wednesday. But we have a lot of regulars that come in just for one beer every night. And it's basically a big old family here. And um, so I just want to see that kind of keep growing and um all kind of there are people that like craft beer that are regulars and there are people that just like the community and have started liking beer and it's cool seeing that grow and i just want to see that keep growing and it's been awesome i actually bought a house next door to the brewery because there's so many customers that that walk here and i couldn't do that and i felt like i was missing out so (laughs) now i heard rumors um you're in the Buckeye Red today, which is good. I mean, it's always always Buckeye Red's acceptable. But where's the Hawaiian shirts and the you know the Hawaiian pants yeah. that that I see on all these posts? Yeah, that's mostly on Bingo Night, but uh, it it does come out other nights too. But yeah, usually I am in Hawaiian shirts. I hear it. I, I hear that's a part of the allure uh of the of the place as you go and teddy's in in his hawaiian garb or his uh you know yellow what, what's on it yeah yellow yeah. yellow crocs i also the whole got yellow lightning outfit. mcqueen crocs they light up adult size <laughs> men's 13 we nice. need a we need a name of a beer with lightning mcqueen in it <laughs> I yes, think it, yeah. that would be a good one. Then we can and then get this sued by the mouse. This ten dole of what? What does it say? Dole it. Uh, dole it out. Dole it out. Yeah. It says tastes like squint- SpongeBob's house. Yeah. Is it really taste pineapple-y? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. That's hmm. this. Oh, that's what you're drinking. Yeah. 
Is that your go-to? Uh, no, I, I rotate pretty much all the beers, make sure they're all fresh. And when I can, I try and drink other people's too. So. Fair. Fair enough. What, uh, where, where can people find you? What are your platforms? Uh, right now we're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I think our account is Walking Distance Brewing on both of them. Um, and then we are planning on getting a TikTok soon. So. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Let people see the the outfits. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you oh, plan on bottling your beer? Just not like- we can can any beer that you want on demand. You can can it? Yep. And then we are probably going to be doing at least a bottle release every other month next year, if not more. Uh, this past year, we did a one bottle release of a clarified milk stout, which is where uh, it was... An 11% beer, but it was super creamy, had a tiramisu taste, and what? yeah, it was a Do you taste. have any left? Uh, I think I got a bottle that I can crack open, it, but it's from my personal stash. So. Special occasion? Yeah, yeah. So Jen comes next week in special occasion? Yeah, we could okay, be, maybe, yeah. Mm. I love tiramisu. Yeah. It's, you're speaking my language and right there. And that was uh, espresso from the coffee hall. I- I've never seen her this excited about bourbon. I'm so telling you what. A, this, no, it, it's beer. This, this is what they do to me. Like, they're, they're bourbon guys. And like, oh, well, it's, I don't have to do it. They don't make me feel like I have to. But to fit in, you know, like, I kind of want to. But this is amazing. Like, I, I'm she telling you, really we should just come here us. every Tuesday. She's really painting us in a very bad way. I'm not mean. Peer pressure. And <laughs> no, by no we're, means. <laughs> we're making her do it. By it's no, unsafe. But you just said you're going to give me cheap bourbon. <laughs> it's it's like a frat sweet. house on Bowling Green. <laughs> no, not at all. You know, campus. That's not fair. The only girl coming in. Hey, chug this down. No, that's not fair. I did not say that. <laughs> but I prefer my my palate is more towards the walking. More towards the the, the fruity. Distance. Gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, so let, let's shift gears. You are co-hosting an event on the tenth, uh, which is this Friday, uh, with the Saturday. gathering. Up uh, Saturday. Yeah. Okay. This Saturday, uh, with the gathering grounds. Gathered Goods. Gathered Goods. Yep. Okay. With Gathered Goods. Um, it's called a Sip and Walk. Sip and Stroll. Sip and yeah. Stroll. That's right. That, that comes off the <laughs> Dan did not do his yeah, homework. Yeah. Well, no. I have. I actually have a screenshot of it. I RSVP'd to the event. Um, it sounded like a lot of fun. That's what prompted me to reach out to you in the first place because I was like, this looks like a fun event. Let's get this out uh, on Tuesday and let let people know. Hey, come on, come on down yeah. to this. Tell us a little bit about what this is going to be. Yeah, so it is um, a bunch of local vendor, or yeah, local vendors, um, and it's actually hosted by Gathered Goods. So they're right across from Sharkies, and that's a local shop. I believe they have over twenty five local makers and vendors in that shop regularly. They're open. Thursday through Saturday, um, I think it's noon to 7 on Thursday and Friday, and then like 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. on Saturday. Um, But they're hosting the market, um, and they've brought in a bunch of local vendors. I don't know if you've ever seen the Ohio Hates Cancer bus. I've seen that. Yeah, they're planning on coming in. We'll have some vendors set up here. Then there's going to be vendors set up. Um, on the other side of town at, uh, oh, I forget the name. It's Wild and it's next to Fiesta Grande. There's a big open space. Um, and that's actually owned by Stacia, who owns Wander and Wild. 
and that's a shop similar to gathered goods and rustic reflections um so it's kind of all three of those shops the same vibe they're all going to be open late um and then there's going to be some other shops throughout uptown marysville that are open um a little bit later as well and you can come here you can get a beer uh we'll have chow italian eatery the food truck here so you can get a chicken parm sandwich and then is it kind of like an uptown friday night where you can take your beer and walk on the sidewalks yeah so mora is every day every day now um so that's what yeah you can the city of marysville yep you can get a beer and walk around we fought pretty hard for that i Um, did not know that yeah so are there still like uh the signs out that say where you can go with it or yeah so the signs um you can walk right down plum street from here if you just go out that way and then down um but yeah any of those signs they're applicable year-round now so i did not know that thank yeah. you for letting me know yeah no worries. my sister sells uh well she has like a a soap display in one of the stores over there so i think oh, cool. i know what you're talking about but i didn't know that that was gonna be this week that's this weekend yeah this weekend on saturday, saturday. what's uh the 10th her soap uh, Sassanac. Okay. Yeah, and it's and beautiful. You, you, if you see it, you'll be like, "Oh, smell it." It's yeah, 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 it smells amazing. And so, and I'm looking at it here on Facebook, and there's about two thousand people in the community interested in this event right now, um, that are that are following it. And that that's pretty large. You're expecting a pretty big turnout. Yeah, um, that is all props to Maggie, the owner of Gathered Goods. Um, she posted that back in September and. And I think we looked at it in October, and we were like, oh, my, wow, we got 2,000 people interested. So we're um, we're excited for it, and it's going to be – and it's just awesome seeing her hard work um, kind of come to life, and I think it's going to be a super successful event. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, – I hope to get here at least towards the end of it to, to come, sit, walk, have a drink. Yeah. And, and it's cool at night too. Like if you come like after dark, because it it's going till eight p.m. That way there is some night shopping going on too. Just because like Marysville, they put up all of those like I think there's snowflakes on all the streetlights, and it's just like once you get a couple bags, you'll feel like you're in a Hallmark movie. So yeah, I do love that about our Mar- our, our, ta- our downtown. Our, what do you want to call it? Downtown, uptown. Like I love the uptown. fact that it's yeah. always cozy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I always felt like I could star in a Hallmark movie, you know, be like the bellhop <laughs> working in the small town, carrying bags. No, Dan bags would be the romantic the... guy that you would walk into the bar and he'd be, you know, with the long flowing hair. And, yeah. Yep. Like real shy and just sitting there like, let me get those bags for you and have some, you know, rich girl from the city who doesn't appreciate Christmas. <laughs> Um, that like spills beer on me and then yells at me for it. And I'm like, well, fine. Then I end up being her, you know, Uber driver home and, you know, chopping down the Christmas tree. So I've, I don't know. I haven't thought much about it, but you got the uh, plot down. I mean, it's a classic Christmas movie, (laughs) you know, and then we end up together living in Maui or something. I don't know. There's Maui somewhere El Salvador. I think you, uh, I think you teach her to love small towns yeah then Marysville maybe she stays in Marysville maybe I mean I, at, yeah. I, I have a new appreciation for small countries now too though so um, that, that's definitely something I just something want the food from be. all your posts to come up here I, the food from and the, the robots oh my gosh did you have you seen Dan's Facebook page uh-uh. okay. so he's got he went to this party it was a wedding and what I noticed the most what I thought that was the coolest thing ever was the transformer dancers I'm I'm not kidding you. So this is 
uh, one of my one of my really good friends from uh, Texas Transformers. That, that I met down there. He met um, at one of his buddies' weddings a girl from El Salvador, and they are the well-offs in El Salvador. Like they're they don't want for anything. They have uh, house house servants and um, drivers, and it, it just. First off, it's like a dollar fifty for an Uber to go like five miles down there, so it's it's super cheap to do uh, just about anything. But we we went down there at this wedding, and it felt like a royal wedding, like he was marrying a princess. Um, she had on a crown. At they flew in the top the top uh, DJ from Germany. Wow, it was uh, to, to, to DJ it. Um, and and the party was bumping from 9 p.m. till 3:30 a.m. and it was dancing the whole time. Um, at one point, they had two robot dancers come out that are 10 feet tall that were glittering up the dance floor. Uh, they had ice sculptures with tequila flowing out of it. Um, they had. Homemade ice cream stands, like you would find at a carnival, that they were just handing out to people on the dance floor. It was. Uh, I, I just was looking around, thinking, I, I'm never going to go to another event like this in my life. Yep. The only thing he was thinking was, I missed out. I should have brought Jen as my date. That's that was it. <laughs> she would have had so much fun. Jen would have had a blast out here. Yep. Um, I, it it was incredible, and. I met a lot of great people. Uh, uh, I've been invited back to the, I can't think of the word. It's like a bar mitzvah for girls. Um, yeah, I think that's what Isn't it is. Isn't that like a 15 year old birthday party? Yes. Yeah. So the, the girl that so he married, to- Rebecca's daughter, is turning 15 next February. And they're having her quinceanera on in December. Next this- December. Oh, no, I won't. Um, so I'm invited back for that. They have a two-bedroom apartment built off of their home in the U.S. diplomat area, and they said anytime I want to come down, it's mine. So it's uh, I can't wait. Look at that, Dan. I I know. So we're we're gonna take a, a quick break, Teddy. Thank you very much. I'm excited to to see the event. I'm gonna share it uh, on all of our platforms that we mentioned, um, and then we'll. We'll get some representation down there to take pictures and, and get that on there as well. Uh, Teddy, what's some last words you want to leave with everybody who's listening? Oh, man. That's putting me on the spot. Uh, I know what you want to say. Drink local. Drink local. Drink yeah. local. <laughs> All right. Words of wisdom. I like that. Come be part of the family over at Walking Distance. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Come be part of the family and well, drink We got the local. Hallmark card thing going on right now. Yeah. That's what you got you to gotta work on. All right. Very good. Thank you so well, much. Teddy, thank you. Thank you. You have a great night, sir. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Teddy, uh, one of the owners of Walking Distance. If you want to come down to Walking Distance, we got bingo every Wednesday at 7 p.m., trivia Thursdays at 7 p.m., and then the Sip and Stroll Market hosted by Gathered Goods is coming up this Saturday. So make sure to check us out. Uh, Cheers. And we are back with We're Doing Our Best podcast. Um, we are now joined with Heather and Kevin from One Focus Foundation. Uh, welcome, guys, to the show. Uh, what did you guys think of Teddy and the Walking Brewing Company and all the hospitality that he has shown us here today? 
I think he is incredible, and we are going to start coming and hanging out here and playing board games. It's going to be girls' nights, too. Yes. For sure. And I tasted the uh, boba something or other, which was different. And uh, I'm still trying to figure out what it was, but <laughs> it, it was actually pretty good. And I'm wondering, does boba grow somewhere? No, it's made. You, just have to <laughs> you make had a lychee boba. The boba ball tree. Well, yeah. I'm, 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 <laughs> no, I'm jumping the fence over here to get me some boba stuff. <laughs> That's a, we're, go, we're going hunting for bobas after this. <laughs> I got the black cherry seltzer here with bobas in it, which is probably one of the oddest combination beverages I've ever had, but it is fantastic. I was excited. I uh, cannot express it. You guys have seen me. I'm super excited about the lychee inside of it. Like, <laughs> I, I haven't seen her this excited in like four weeks. So um, it's, uh, it's good to see Teddy really put a smile on her face. Um, so, guys, uh, tell us a little bit about this uh, this foundation, the One Focus Foundation. Um, what what led to this? Is this is this something you guys, a, a brainchild from you guys, or what, what led up to this? Yeah, I I, I, I kind of came up with this whole idea. Um, I've been working with kids uh, for a long time, not an organized type thing, but just working with kids. I'm originally from Indianapolis, so. Um, I don't know how old you guys are, but there was a thing. Um, they used to have a facility here in Columbus um, called, um, now I can't even think of the name of it. I talk about it all Buckeye Ranch? Not the Buckeye Ranch, although when I got here, when I came here, I worked at the Buckeye Ranch. But I started off working at a facility that they had for juveniles, which was mostly, it was called Tico. And Tico was kind of a gladiator school for guys who were just determined to go to prison. I mean, we were looking at kids who were uh, committing serious, serious crimes, mutilations, dismemberments, serial killers, the whole nine yards. What, and what age group is this, can I ask? Like what age group is this? I, don't kids get for, tried as adults also? Well, sometimes it depends. And I think it, and it, and it mostly depends on which state you're in. But don't quote me on that. But I know when we were at, when we were doing things and when Tico was up and running before they shut it down, you would have kids that would come in from all over and, and you would have these heinous crimes being committed and you end up with a situation where the, the staff is not equipped to deal with that type of child. Uh, and you start to ask yourself, well, who is? And so you're dealing with kids and uh, that have gone through a gamut of dysfunction and they respond in the only way that they know how and the way that they seem. Like kids, kids will mimic what they see and repeat what they hear. So if you watch that behavior in certain places, the understanding is somebody out of this group of three it's going to be that kid. So when I got here, I worked at a place similar to that in Indianapolis. I come from that myself. I wasn't in one of those facilities, but I'm a kid. I was a kid who was at 14 just deep out there on my own by choice. So when you come here and you work in that environment, you see uh, these kids are more than just gangbangers. That's what you see in the beginning, because that's the persona that they want to display. But then when I come here, 
And Tico, Tico actually said, you don't want to work here. I was like, what do you mean? You don't want to deal with these kids. I said, I am these kids. So I ended up, they wouldn't let me work there. So I ended up working at a place called the Buckeye Ranch. The Buckeye Ranch is different because they were dealing with more of severe emotional traumas, uh, physical traumas. And, and at the Buckeye Ranch, it's a whole big compound, right? But the part where I was at looked like a prison. Razor wires, you know, pods. And these are the kids with the severe physical and emotional distresses, right? So when you go in, uh, we had an on-staff clinician who was there all day. We have kids that are medicated uh, to keep from hurting each other or hurt themselves. So that was a different animal than what I was used to. I'm used to street. So now I'm looking at some of these things and I'm saying, did I bite off more than I could chew just for the sake of having a job? But my goal was to be a child psychologist, which is what I was going to school for. So I'm like, this is part of the game. So as time went on, and my love for working with the kids, I was able to build a, a, a relationship with all of these kids to where you would have thought I was the supervisor, but I wasn't. I don't even know who the supervisor was because every time something would happen, they'd call me. So, but when you're doing that and you're working with the kids and you're working closely with the clinician, you start to see what's really going on here, which is a term I use all the time, what's really going on. So, it, it just kind of comes down to we wanted to try to go. I started that and I said, well, now that I'm retired, I can devote all my time to this. So this is when I took it from just doing it on my own to trying to turn it into something that I would definitely need help. You know, you can only work with so many kids on your own. Now you need help. So that's when I came up with the idea of the One Focus Foundation. What year was that? I think that was we're going up on two years now. Of, of having our 501. So you retired from the Bullet Ranch? No, I retired from Honda. Okay. But you were a volunteer. Okay, so how did, how did this, so what this One Focus, explain what the One Focus is. Well, I came up with the One Focus is because I'm looking for a, a way to get kids to focus on the one thing that matters most to them, to help them. Because we're dealing with troubled kids. We're dealing with kids who are struggling. So we try to use, I use the one focus as a way of saying, this is what it's going to take for you to get to where you're trying to go uh, without all the distractions. Because the distractions are going to be there. So, and, and let me ask with that, because so anybody who doesn't have a clear context uh, of what the Buckeyes Boys Ranch is, um, so I worked at the Central Ohio Youth Center for two and a half years, uh, and and we often intermixed kids in our 90-day program with the Buckeye Boys Ranch. Um, that The Buckeye Boys Ranch was like a, a one step above. If it wasn't working out uh, at our detention center, then it, they would go out there um, because they had more resources, uh, more funding than, than we had here. And uh, – you know, it, it's always disheartening uh, to see that, and, and I can, I, I feel it from you in, in talking to you, but I, I understand exactly what you're saying because some of the some of the kids that we get in there, they think they're adults. They they think they're they're grown men or grown women going through grown men and women things, and and 
in some instances they are they're they're exposed to things um that they should never be exposed to uh and you know a couple of the 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 sad stories that that i ran into um one and i'll say one girl and one one boy um the the one young woman uh her her boyfriend's family she got pregnant and she was 13 and they held her down and shot her up with heroin right they forced it on her so then she was forced to live in that cycle because she was with the the wrong man um and that that messed the rest of her life up it messed her her kids life up and and watching that struggle is very difficult uh seeing that especially something that wasn't her choice right that was by force um and then the other young gentleman and and he got taken from us and sent to the Buckeye boy ranch. Um, you know, he, he did not get along with staff. He got, he was in JDC. Uh, He was assaulting guards in JDC. So they sent him to us and, uh, he was a, about a six foot seven, 250 pound, uh, 16 year old. So he, I'm much larger than most of our staff. Um, and I got a real good rapport with him, but, you know, as you've probably seen over your years, as soon as something breaks down, whether it's a supervisor doing something crazy, trying to assert their authority, you lose all that rapport because then there's nothing you can do. And they shut down, right? They go into fight mode. It's over. And, uh, you know, I, I feel bad for that. And I, I tried calming him down to a point where he didn't get kicked out of the program and had a chance and it, it just there it wasn't all his fault right that some adults are, are foolish and i can't fully blame him for that yeah and and you know what i found is there's enough culpability to go around the question is not how it started as much as what are we going to do from here right like we we you know i think one of the reasons why i have success with certain kids is because I'm not afraid to share my life with them. Because when you're dealing with these kids, uh, I'm, I'm, the, I'm just a stranger, you know what I mean? I'm just a stranger, so they're gonna, they're gonna assume um, I don't understand. They'll say, well, you know, you don't know what it's like to da 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 well, give me an example. And then I have to share something of my life, you know? So when we're talking about a life, I said, your pain may not be the same as my pain, but I felt pain. So once you kind of get some of these guys to understand that what they're going through, they're not the anomaly. There's more of us than they know. It's just that we don't want to show them that side. And they never get a chance to understand who we are. Like, I still talk to my kids, and they were like, Dad, I didn't, I didn't know you did all that. It's like, you're my daddy, for, and I'm 35 years, 37 years old, and... I started to feel like I don't even know you sometimes <laughs> because I didn't share certain things because I thought, what's the benefit of you knowing this? And and you strike me. So kids like that, you need to keep it real. I mean, you can't 100%. lie to them. You can't. A hundred percent. Even when they do something wrong and you're holding them accountable, uh, you can't play the manipulation. You have to confront it head on, even if it's not what they want to hear, and, and keep it real with them. And they respect that more than, you know, that that – supervisor or that guard or that therapist who's puffing out their chest just to say i'm the authority they respect that 
I'm keeping it real with you here. Look, you messed up. You got to be held accountable for what you did, but here's where we can go from here. You have to speak their language. You know, and I say this to kids all the time uh, and the parents, you know, you have to speak their language. The problem is, can you speak that if that's never been who you've been? That's hard to do, which is why the best thing that could happen to me with the foundation was meeting Heather. Because Heather's got ideas that I never would have thought of because I am a I'm an ex-military guy. So I have a way of doing things. So when I worked at the locker, I treated them like they were in the boot camp. So if you screw up, everybody loses their privileges. We got to figure out how we're going to work together. I don't care what gang you're from. I don't care what set you're from. I don't care where you're from. I don't, I don't care about anything other than these. Are, I probably shouldn't say this, but these are the regulations of the facility. These are my rules. And they're non-negotiable. Group so, accountability. Right. So if you guys want to stay on a certain level and have access to all your phone calls and all the things that come with that, you got to get each other in line. You got to get each other in line. You have to understand the difference between, you know, being when, when, when we talk about, because when I'm dealing with gangs or gang members, they talk to me about their brother. Oh, this is my brother, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, well, He's like your brother. This is your mother. So when you need to make a phone call, who's accepting the charges? Your brother or your mother? Your mother. Who's coming up here to see you on visits? Your brother or your mother? Who's giving you commissary? Your brother or your mother? I can go on all day with this. Your brother hasn't done anything but get you up in here. And where he at right now? He outside living his life. You in here listening to me. But they have to go through that. You know, you hope to grow through what you go through. But at the same time, now you have to live in a society that you don't want to be in. Because now you got no freedom. And the freedom that you had, you abused it. Because you didn't respect the people who gave you the freedom to begin with. It's a process. Mm -hmm. So are... Are you guys going through that process trying to get them before they get into these situations? Or is this once they're in it and now you're like a big brother, big sister type thing where you're trying to to mentor them to have a life out, outside of, of what they're used to? So I'm in a unique situation. So I work with um, the county. I work with a, a facility, um, a different agency. And, um, when I met Kevin, he's, you know, he's one of a kind, he can actually understand these kids and kind of get down on their level. Um, I'm kind of like that in a way, because I was a former foster kid, I aged out of the foster care system. So for me, being able to understand what these youth are saying, but then I'm also on the professional side of it where I've had to, you know, go through training and all of the stuff that you have to do to be a social worker. Um, you know, being able to understand both sides of it and seeing it and seeing what we really need to do. So that's why when I found Kevin, I'm like, hey, I have the youth that I need you to mentor. So there's a lot of youth that um, I've been, you know, with for several years that I've had success with, but having a male mentor is very rare and we need more of that. Um, We need those males to come in and support these youth that actually understand and can get on their level and be able to 
you know, help them because we're not reaching those kids at the level that we are with the, the things that we have. There's such an overload of, you know, we don't have enough mental health therapists. We don't have enough people. Um, we don't have enough programs. We don't have enough funding. So we need to really do something different moving forward to try to make a difference in these kids' life because we are not doing it. So that's why when I met Kevin, I'm like, let's do it. Like, let's find a way to get this done because it would be so easy if everybody pitched in a little bit of time and effort and all came together to help these kids. Raising my hand. Uh, okay. So we've talked about this before. I get to retire in a couple of years, right? So what kind of volunteer group are you looking for? Are you looking for, you know, big sister, big, like big Halloween? You introduced me to a sister of yours, right? Your little sister. So you, you called her your little sister. Yeah. And you're like, you know, this was my friend. And I was like, this is so cool. This is so cool. Because even as a, like, uh, I'm also, I told you earlier, I was in the, I'm in the military. So every time, you know, I was a recruiter for a minute. Uh, and I've also done um, mentorship at the the uh, ORW. The, the Guard did a mentorship program there. We, we kind of sit down at, at COVID when COVID happened. So it hasn't started back up yet. But um, what's really cool is seeing those kids years later you know, and they're not kids, obviously, they're soldiers. Um, but the people that I've recruited come in as an E1 and now are officers or, you know, E7s. They've caught up to me. They've caught up to me. <laughs> and I'm right. just like, how did you, you know, and see their life. So it's super exciting. But what kind of, what kind of staff are you looking for? And are you local? Is it just, is it Marysville? Is it Ohio? Is it Union County? Like, what is your, your client right now we're up? Right now, we're right here locally, Union County. We just want to focus on Union County. Eventually, we would love to be able to grow the foundation to be able to cover all of Ohio and then eventually be able to cover all of the United States. It would be amazing if we could do something like that. And it can be done. And it is possible. So what are you doing right now in Union County? Like, how do you, how do how do people get involved either as a, you know, someone that needs, that needs the mentorship and needs help or someone that is like me, like, Hey, like I would love your foundation sounds right up my alley. Like I have always wanted to make a difference. That's why I joined the military, I joined the military to make a difference. Uh, I don't feel like I've made it that far yet. Like I haven't made my mark in the world. So this is, you know, what about those two questions? So how do you get into the program if you're a, a troubled kid that needs help or mentorship and then how do I how do you get volunteers well there's a few ways that you can get involved and all the kids aren't trouble some of them just need um, uh, depending on the child they, they may need a male role model maybe the, the male the father figure is not there and the mom thinks that that would just be a good idea because we have kids that are like that not all of them have been adjudicated we have kids that are like that they just need some guidance from a male perspective. I'm torn between um, some of the times because I don't think you have to have a male uh, because there's a lot of single mothers raising boys. And I had a woman say to me one time, she said, well, how do I, I don't know how to teach him how to be a man. I said, we well, don't have to teach him that. You just have to teach him how to be a good person. Man comes automatic. So. What we try to do is we try to work with these guys either through Heather's organization that that the the um, the what the, where she works on her regular day uh, through probation. We'll have kids assigned us through probation, maybe through the drug courts or someplace else. I'll have people. Uh, I had a deputy uh, call me yesterday out of the blue. Hey, I think I have a kid that might be good for what you guys are doing. Roger that. Uh, some of it is uh, word of mouth. 
Um, we but, also, sorry, oh, to interrupt. No, we also um, started a new email address so that people that are interested in the program can email that email. It's just one focus foundation, like the number one, like or O N E, not the, you know what I mean? Um, and sorry, that's at gmail.com. And you can send an email to that, and then we can send the application. Um, we will have a website up pretty soon, so they'll be able to click a link, and the youth will be able to fill out the application if a person thinks that their youth would be good um, for the program or they need that mentorship, um, they can fill that out for them. And then we also will have applications for our mentors, so for them to be able to fill one out so we can get to know who they are, what their interests are, um, and we kind of do like a matching, you know, procedure to be able to try to match the best mentors and kind of match everybody together. And what what's the program consist of? Like, so let's say, you know, you signs up, they get assigned a mentor. What's that program consist of? So um, some of this will be uh, well. Here's a, a basic breakdown. Right, we try to get the mentors to be able to get one hour per week with a youth. If they can, if they can donate at least an hour a week, uh, and it doesn't have to be in person, it can be through text message. If anybody has any kids, they don't really like to talk on the phone; they like to text. Right. I can call her. I can call my kids sitting right there, and she won't answer. But if I text her, she'll be like, "What is it, Daddy?" Instant. Yep. So, uh, but it's really more about giving that, letting that kid know that somebody's thinking about their well-being. Okay. Um, so, um, what we'll try to do is we'll get them that hour a week. Uh, we try to get a meeting with the parents at least once a month so we can have, uh, as the mentor is building a relationship with the child, I want you to be able to talk to me about what's going on with your, with your child. Now, right now we only have boys because, until we get female mentors. But I want to be able to talk to you about what's going on because I can't only talk to him. And so at some point, I want you and me and him to talk. Now, I'm not a therapist, and I let him know that right there. I'm, I'm not there to fix you. I'm here to help you once I know where it is you want to do. The, 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 the way we measure success is based on here's where we started. Here's his behavioral patterns at home, in school, uh, and then we kind of go because you can age out of the program, but you won't age away from me. All the ment all the kids that I have, I call them my nephews. So we're like family. Hey, what's up, nephew? I had one text me here just a second ago. That's why I was messing around with the phone. Uh, so what we try to do is we, we, we want to build that relationship with them, and then we want to see the progress. How are things going with the probation officer? Because I have contact with probation. Uh, they'll contact me. I'll let them know how things are going on the way. And, on. and then we try to work with them to... Uh, get opportunities for employment, uh, find out what the, for those who don't want to go. Sometimes I'll sound like a recruiter, like, hey, you ever thought about the military as an option? Doesn't mean you have to do it, just as an option. Let's, let's look at some things that we can change. It's not just about coming to getting you and taking you somewhere. We do that. It also, um, so our mentors, they have to have a background check. So there's a BCI, um, FBI background check that has to be completed. Um, and that's paid for by One Focus Foundation. So they don't have to worry about the cost of that. Um, we'll have continued like coaching and support with the 
the mentor and the mentee. So being able to check in with them. So it's not like we're just going to leave them be like, we'll check in with them, make sure that their match is going well. Um, we'll also be, um, in the beginning, like instead of them just meeting them, like off the first base, like without like knowing each other, like we can be there as support or bring people in or do like a group activity. So it's not like an awkward first time together. Um, and then we also have, there's two different online trainings that they'll complete. They're not very long, um, but there's two online complete or trainings that they'll need to complete, um, to become a mentor, but it doesn't take long. And like Jen was talking about the story on, um, Halloween about my youth that I've been a mentor for. I've been a mentor for that youth for over eight years. She's an amazing young lady. She's actually a mom now. Um, and I get to be her god mom to her son. My husband gets to be the goddad to to her son. And it's so cool to see that um, relationship. I mean, like she she's a big part of our life. Um, and it's it's really cool to have that relationship. And you know, you get so much back from mentoring others. It's not just you know about that youth. Like you get so much out of it too. And it's really rewarding. And I think that if every person in this county could spend one hour a week or two hours a month, like actually hanging out with a kid, like that would make such a world of difference. And it's not that big of a commitment. So I think that we need to bring awareness to what needs to happen because if we don't do something like it's not gonna, yeah. you know, it's not looking good. Like we are in some pretty tough situations with the kids that we encounter. So we need that help. So I guess I have a question for you guys. Um, when I did the mentorship with the ORW, so that was a veterans only and it was all women, obviously it's a woman the women's reformatory huh. a lot of things that the girls would tell us and <laughs> is if, i would tell you that they are very comfortable with telling you all of the issues that they have and why they are there and all their thoughts um so what's really cool is that we already kind of had something similar like your background like they had to your youth you had to you said you had to you know explain your background to them so they can would just bond with you a little bit we already have that because we're all veterans um so one of the biggest things that i noticed is that you know, what our goal there was, and I, and I loved the program, I wish it was still going on, um, was really just how to get these girls out of, when they transition out of prison, like what is their goal, right? And a lot of times um, I would see that they were going back to the same place and people that they were with when they, you know, did whatever they were doing to get into prison. And I'll leave that very generic. Uh, you know, so the hardest part that I had was you've already done all this time. Like, why are you going back to a situation, you know? And they're like, well, we can't get out of it. I'm like, yeah, there's ways to get away from it. It's just, it's hard for you and you're not wanting to accept that. Um, you know, so we had to have them come up with plans and, you know, who's picking you up, all those, what are you doing for a job? You know, that kind of stuff. Um, but how do you, how do you deal with youth that it's not really the youth issue, it's a family or an environment issue. How do you get them into a safe environment? Is that something that you guys have, you know, any kind of recommendation to the social workers or the court or how, do you, how does that situation work? Well, one of the things that is part of our programming is um, we try to work with some of these guys and it's, it's a little harder to do when they're under 18. You know, so when 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 we're when we're looking at it, we're looking at at, at potential uh, employment opportunities, right? We want to find out. Let's see, what do you like? What are you good at? And is there a market for that? Can you make some money and eventually make a living doing that? 
And in some cases, uh, and one of the things I'm working with somebody on is relocation. Once they're 18, op job opportunities to where not only will you go to another place, but maybe we sit up a host family to kind of show you around so you don't go to Texas all by yourself, never been in, out of the, you know, let alone the state of Ohio, just being out of Union County for longer than eight hours on a field trip. Um, that takes a lot, but like Heather said, it is all possible. What we, my, my personal vision is to bring back that it takes a village mentality because we all can look around and see what's going on out here. The only way, if all you have is you for that child, and then the streets are waiting, because we know by yourself it's going to be a struggle. But us as the streets, we got you. We'll, we'll, we'll pull you because we are the draw. We are the draw. I say, you know, we say at-risk youth. That cell phone puts them all at risk. You wouldn't believe yes. mm -hmm. the things that some kids have shown me on their cell phones that they do, that they look at. Whether their parents know, I have no idea. My confidentiality is with them, but I need to let them know, look, bro, are you sure? Like, why would you even have this stuff? Because that's where the allure is. The allure is out there, not in the house. In the house, it's a dictatorship almost. Sure. Outside, I'm free. I think eventually, um, and Kevin, I, you know, I have lots of ideas, obviously, from being a former foster youth. She's on things. got a ton. I know, I've heard some of them. I'm <laughs> on excited. things that could um, and I like them. <laughs> really change. And I feel like one of the things that's lacking is, like, independent living. Um, we need an independent living program. We need to be able to teach those youth those skills that they need um, to be able to become independent so they don't fall back into those hard times. We need, we need some kind of program that helps incorporate those healthy habits that those kids need. Um, so, you know, one of the things that we talked about was starting like a youth empowerment success program. That's one thing I would love to see happen. It's called Yes. So a program like that, that can really empower those youth to be able to learn those independent living skills so that they're, they don't find themselves in those same repeated generational patterns. So that's one, one thing that is big with my heart that I, I hope that within this next year that we can find the funding to be able to put that program together. Are you guys a 501, like 501c program? Or are you? Yeah. yeah? Yes. So are, have you gotten grants? Are you, I know that Heather, you write, you help write grants is what you've been working on. She's written one for us. Yeah. That's why I was asking, yeah. like, where yeah. do you find the funding that you do have now? Uh, most of it uh, up to this point has, well, I won't say most. We've had, she's written a grant. So we've had two grants. Mm -hmm. And we've had two private donations. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and one, I just, one person I knew, one guy I just met, and he just wrote me a check. I didn't ask him for it. He just, here, I got something for you. And he just handed it to me. I That's said, oh. really cool. And yeah. he's not from this, from yep. Union County. We definitely want to expand and be able to get more funding so that we can put those programs in place and, and help these mental health professionals, help these social workers, help the parents, help the community. But in order to do that, we need like a full-time grant writer or somebody that can be able to take a focus on that and be able to sit down and write grants. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes that's a, a collaboration of different agencies. So being able to sit down together and, and being able to see the need for it, like and everybody coming together and getting everybody's ideas. One of the things that we also talked about was getting 
um, focus meetings. So having like community focus meetings and figuring out what it is that they want us to do. What do you want us to do with your children? What do you want us to do with your kids? We have kids in this community too. Like, let's do something together. We're we're up for ideas. Yes. So you said that you only take you only take males right now until we get female uh, mentors. Do yeah. you plan to work with pan, like Planned Parenthood? Do you plan like set an option? There's one in, like there's a Parenthood. I don't even know. It's on Sixth Street, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that Planned Parenthood or is that what is that place like? It's uh, I forget what it's called. Do you know Dan? Which one? It's on Sixth Street. It's over by Edgewood. I drive past it all the time. It's like a... It's a pregnancy resource center. I forget the actual... Like, I, it's... Path, is it Pathways? Pathways Pregnancy uh, I, Care I, I don't know. But is that something that, like, you know... Yeah. How many how many volunteers... How many volunteers do you have now? We have... I would say probably, like, 10, 15 different yeah. people that oh, yeah. are helping. So you're tiny still. Yeah. No, we're, we're babies. Tiny. Oh, we're, yeah. We're, we're baby steps. So how many female volunteers do you need... To open up this for women, as many as, as we can many get. As we can get. How many need to open it? That's what I'm asking. We need one to open. We need we need one to start. One to start. One to start, and then and I we have can one continue female, to grow it. Uh, she's actually a, a, a sheriff's deputy mm-hmm. that she wants to be uh, a mentor. So yeah. I am deploying next year, but I already have my background check. I know that military. Right. <laughs> uh, so if it's something that you can start with, if it's really just an hour a week. Um, yeah, if you can, if you be. can give an hour a week, and Dan uh, would too. I know it. Listen, yeah, I, we can so, do activities here, right? So I, you I can wanna, bring all the kids here and the, play board games, <laughs> and they can drink, and they That's can it. have some of them little things Bubbles. that pops off. Yeah, right, the not bobas. Bobas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kevin, I, I do want to speak. So this, uh, the one of the lines that I try to parent by um, when you know you said some of the things I see on on these children's phones that's a confidence between you and them uh but that's what you're up against right um and, and one of the things i'm a big andy griffith show uh watcher i you must be watching the reruns because I, I don't think you were around when that no show was i wasn't popular. around when the show was out but i've probably <laughs> seen the show through about 12 times right um and, and one of the the best lines i think is in all eight seasons is uh, when andy says you can't let a youngin decide for himself He'll grab at the first flashy thing with shiny ribbons on it. Then when he when he finds out that there's a hook on it, it's too late. Wrong ideas come packaged with so much glitter, it's hard to convince him that other things might be better in the long run. And all a parent can do is say, "Wait, trust me," and try to keep temptation away. Right. And uh, I, you know, I I try to parent like that. Is like <laughs> everything flashy isn't always the way to go. How? How with this podcast, and I mean, we're we're a young podcast, but how can we help? Um, and I'm I'm an idea guy myself. I I love ideas, and I know kids, my kids, every kid that has come around this podcast has seen uh, a creative outlook of oh, I want to get on there. I want to talk. I want to be on a podcast and people to hear. Um, do you think it would be beneficial? to you know have a 15 minute segment with one of these troubled youths and the mentor both on just talking about the journey or no maybe, well maybe here's former we, ones that are over the form, age of 18 yeah, as I long mean, as they're as long as they're um independent you know like one of the guys that that is a mentor for us right i've been knowing this kid since now he wasn't a troubled kid at all but i've been knowing him working with him 
since he was like 14, 15 years old. He's now a financial advisor. So, and he's also a mentor for us. So somebody like him who's dealt with just dealing with me as, an, as in general, uh, being able to talk about how some of the things that we've done and how that's helped him in some of the, uh, his decision making and, and, and what does he view as success for him? Uh, because we have our views of success for these kids. The problem is, I think, is that we don't talk with them about it enough. So they feel like they're just out here floating with the wind and they'll snatch on to whatever keeps them from floating away. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, as far as we're both young in this, you with the podcasting, us with the foundation, I think this is the first step uh, to helping each other grow. And because you have the ears of the community, that's more than I can do by myself or more than I can do with just me and Heather. Yeah, it took so, him a little bit to like, you know, find me. And then when I started, like, you know, utilizing services for my clients, it t still took me a little bit of time before I came on board. It actually took me losing a kid on my caseload of suicide before I was like, okay, like, we really are not doing it. We got to do something different. And, and that really like, it stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, okay, it's time to do something different than we've ever done before. So, you know, that was just this May. And so that was like, from there, like we have to do something. So yeah. I think that one of the biggest things is, um, you know, finding the volunteers that know how to do certain th things, you know, social media posts, making content, um, you know, all of those things that, that you need to kind of get a business started. We're looking for people with the skills um, that are dedicated, that want to give a little bit of their time. And then those mentors that can also help assist us in helping some of these youth that we have. And even if they have difficult backgrounds or things that they've been through in their life, that doesn't mean that, you know, we can't utilize them. Have some you guys of reached out to Marysville Tribune? No. You no. should. You should at least reach out to them and explain the situation that we're going through, um, some of the stats maybe for Union County and, and what you can do. Um, I mean, I don't know if they would do it for free, but it's – at least I know I, I still read the newspaper sometimes. So I, 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 just, I feel like we have a little further reach in the Tribune. I'm just saying no, it's just another not. resource. Maybe not, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought we might be close, but perhaps not. But do you guys do um, like suicide? I know the military, obviously, you remember the Army. Uh, Brian, you know, the, like it's a huge thing. And like suicide in the military is a huge thing, um, you know, and, our, and our, our command leadership is, you know, really on it, trying to be on it. And it's all about family. It's about, you know, communicating with your soldiers and, and suicide training, assist training. Do you guys do assist training for your, I'm sorry, a suicide, it's applied suicide intervention skills. I, don't, I can't, don't quote me on the, I don't know what it stands for. Oh, the acronym. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, do you do like basic level training like that with your, with, with the your volunteers? Mentor, yeah, with the mentors. Not necessarily all of the volunteers, but the mentors. And there's also like trauma-informed care that we do um, to try to, you know, bring awareness to that. So... We are, I mean, we're definitely, anything that you want to give me to put on our social media, you email it over to me. Uh, we will definitely get it on there. Get your uh, Facebook account set up. Yeah. It, it, get, it, we do have it set up, so I sent you the link for that. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, that, we're, it up we're now? going to put all that. Um, Not the website. The Facebook okay. link is up. So the okay. website's coming. We just have to 
work on a couple more things and that will be up and if you you have any you know success stories of, of folks that have come out of the program and are now of age and they want to uh, to speak positively on it we'd love to have them on for 10 15 minutes let them talk about it so. i would definitely try to get some people uh, uh who are willing to to come and talk most kids can't wait to talk I, I know. I love it. So for us, our biggest challenge with that is making sure they're old enough. To, yeah, making sure, right. yeah. You know. and, and knowing when to shut right. up. And knowing really when to stop. That's still my problem. That's still my problem. Yeah, I, I struggle with <laughs> knowing when to she shut already, up. She already told me, so we got to stay on task. We can't be yeah, in here. No, I wrote them notes and she everything. Wrote, she wrote me notes and I hadn't read anything on there. Well, do you want to run through your notes? Well, the one thing that I do wanted, one thing that I do wanted to kind of cover here is like what some of the requirements would be. Uh, and some of the matching procedures. The matching procedures aren't that difficult, but I think they are that necessary because you're dealing with different kids and different kids receive different the same information differently depending on who's giving it up. So some of the stuff that we have to do, uh, some of it can be ethnic because we have some kids who are come from other countries mm -hmm. uh, and they want a mentor that looks like them, that understands how do I come from over here not speaking the language over here and be successful because I can look at her and be like, well, that's not going to work for me. So they need to see somebody that looks like them that can make them see how you can do this. Not just because I said so. Here's an example. And this person is actually willing to work with you to show you. But are you ready? You know, so we, we look at it, some things like that. We're looking at similar interests. Um, I talked to some kids who they like baseball. So I say, oh, okay, you know, I like baseball too. As a matter of fact, my cousin was a, is a hall of famer, uh, by the name of Tony Gwynn. Ching. So I, we're not name dropping here. Yeah, we're not name dropping here. Maybe Tony will come on the, the show with you next time. Uh, unfortunately, Tony's passed on. Oh, that he has passed yeah, on. Yeah, his yeah. his son plays though, right? Uh, uh, Tony uh, Gwynn Jr. Yeah, you have him. His brother played a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Um, but I also have a friend who played, you know, in the Yankees organization. He knows a lot of, uh, knows a lot of guys who still play. He's a Dominican guy, so he knows a lot. There's a Dominican on every team. He knows every guys team. when they come and they play for the Indians or they come and they play for the Reds. Hey, can you hook me up with some tickets? I want to bring some kids to the game. Roger that. I got you. So we try to do that. I talked to some people at Ohio State. If we can work something out for the young ladies in the girls' basketball program. If we can work something out with that, for me making a phone call to try to help that out, you know, you know, I, I would go to the Ohio State women's games and I'm like, bro, we tell these guys they can be what they want to be, you know, why aren't y'all here supporting these young ladies? You know, there should be more people out here supporting these young ladies instead of standing back here telling us, well, you can be whatever you want to be. I'm like, well, with whose support? I can't, I can't and, do it by myself. And I'm not going to lie to you. I and I'm I'm always on the side of the the women's sports debate of it's got to generate money, uh, it's the excitement of the game. I uh, the, the podcast uh, we're doing our best took me and my oldest daughter who plays on that team, and we sat courtside for the uh, Ohio State Tennessee game, and we got to rush the court with the team. It was maybe the best basketball game I've ever been to, um, and and it changed my whole perspective. Justin going to one game. When you go to one of those women's games and you got a bunch of young girls looking to be on that court, they are crazy. And I'm trying to fill the stadium up with them. 
Yeah, I'm just going to yeah. mention to Dan that you need to invite me to those kind of things. I would love to go. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, dun, 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 <laughs> just saying. That's, I'm part of the podcast, right? Like, she is part of the podcast. Thank it, you. She is. She is. I, Jen, I would love to have you go. Um, <laughs> anytime you want. So the next time I get an event scheduled, <laughs> you will be the first call uh, on the list. But definitely. I love it. Thank you. And I would, and, I, and like I said, I would like to be able to help facilitate some of that through making a couple of phone calls so we can get these things going. And you know, if you have, and you said earlier, you can talk to kids about the military. If you ever have anyone that wants to talk to a recruiter or just go to a unit and check it out, let me know. Roger that. I've got, I've got the Air Guard. I've got the Army Guard. I've got Sustainment Brigade. Um, you know, a cyber unit down there. Uh, it's... If they just want to check it out and see I what the military family is like. I definitely like, want I just I was with a kid last night. He's wanting to go to into uh cyber. Yep. Ohio has a brand new cyber unit. I I love to be able to let him see what that looks like. Mm -hmm. You would be amazed at how much money those guys make on the civilian side. It's hard to keep them in the cyber guard and the in the guard on the cyber side because they we, make so much. Like the training that they go through is ridiculous. It's amazing. The, the certifications it really sets them up on the civilian side. Um, so it's really cool that we have these guys in the military. But yeah, cyber is a huge thing. We have a brand new unit in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I know all those guys, I'll, so just I'll, let me I'll know, and I can take you up at least let them, you know, let their units. If you want to do the cyber, I'm not, I'm not part of the cyber unit, right? Um, but I do know the people that are, so you know, I just, I'd be willing to hook you guys up with that kind of stuff. <laughs> Heather, good. Kevin, you, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, and I'm not impartial to this side. So we, we have had great guests on here. You guys have been fantastic. I've loved hearing about this organization. Uh, we will be in touch. Um, just to to help spread this because these are things that are needed this is 100 percent uh what the podcast is about at its core we like to have fun we, we like to goof off but ultimately uh it's about faith it's about friendship it's about family and it's about our community um hopefully one day our community is going to be the whole united states um but we still probably got a couple months before we're there. <laughs> Just a couple months. So right now we are sticking to our Marysville community. But uh, this was fantastic to hear about anything we can do to help. Do not hesitate to email. Uh, reach out to us. We'd be happy to help. Uh, what, what final thoughts would you like to leave us with? I'm jumping in. Marysville Moms in the Know. Facebook group. I am part of I that group. I am so bad with this whole Facebook. Come on, thing, dude. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. That's my <laughs> get on her, Kevin. That's my mission so, this year. You know year. what? You need a social media person. Yep. We like, just got one. I know. I know a guy who might Friday. be able to help you out. Oh, so. oh really? well. There you go. He, he like, runs start our social media platform. He's he's actually pretty good. He runs all of our social media stuff. Man, Mary's whole mom's so. in the know. Like there are so many. And you know what's crazy? It, it is absolutely. It's ridiculously crazy. If, if someone asks for any help on there, there's probably a hundred posts saying what do you need yeah what uh, do you need what do you need our uh, community is so amazing when it comes to supporting each other yeah I'm, so I'm, it just, I'm glad you say that though. throw it on there throw it on yeah. there hey we need volunteers for this we need and, mentors this is what's happening are you, we're, and, we're failing so I'm not, i bet you get 100 comments on that i'm sorry Dan. no no i'm not sure what your budget is on that uh, but he he does a great job with every media platform uh, getting it out there spreading posts uh, organizing <laughs> yeah. things i mean he set up <laughs> He set Don't up this Dan interview here with, uh, with with Teddy and Jen. Set up the interview with you guys. Uh, Dan, based I'll put on, your worst picture but, on Facebook. 
I will put your worst hey, picture on. Yes, all of mine are bad, so you, you're dealing from the bottom to the bottom of the bottom. No, but Kevin, you, you can't get low enough when you have a one chip challenge face <laughs> oh, on Facebook. It's not funny. It's not, not funny, Heather. We're not going to try Heather that. But, but what what message do you want to leave everybody with? Well, uh, uh, like I said earlier, uh, my ultimate goal is to bring that it takes a village mentality. I think that, you know, I hear people talking about Marysville being a small town, and it can still be as long as we learn to talk to our neighbors instead of about them. If we work together with all of these parents, with all of these kids, together we can have a success story that we can spread from one place to another. This is the perfect place for it because it's just big enough. It's just big enough. We got just enough that if we can make it work here and we can show that success, we become the blueprint for the rest of, at a minimum, Ohio. I agree. Yeah. Heather? The only thing I know that we have coming up, um, starting in January, we want to start a parent of teens support group. Um, so those teens that are, you know, struggling with different. That spells pot. I know. Right. So we're bad influence. It's okay. It's okay. We are, you should we are have heard the one have, I came up with. <laughs> we are going to have a parent of teen support group um, so that we can help the, those families in the community that are struggling with just whatever it is that our teenagers are bringing us through. Um, and the mentors will be at those meetings. So we'll have those coming. I'll be posting those things soon and we can get you that information. Do you have a location for that? We're working on some as we speak. We will, Please let me will, know because yep. I know a couple. We okay. will post that location when, when you guys send This is those. how things get done. See? Yep, absolutely. It's this is how things get done. Yep. Thank you very much. Teddy, thank you very much for hosting. This has been a, an amazing uh, recording. Um, Jen, you got any final thoughts for us? Dan's going to tell us all of our locations that you can reach our podcast now. All right. Sounds good. That's right. <laughs> uh, so you can, you can find this episode uh, at Apple Podcasts. Um, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, you can find us and all the links uh, to to both Teddy and uh, Kevin and Heather's organization at We're Doing Our Best on Facebook, on Instagram at Doing underscore Our underscore Best underscore Podcast, Twitter at Pod Doing Our Best, YouTube We're Doing Our Best Podcast, and TikTok on Life with Jim. Um, guys, this has been fantastic. I, I look forward to working with you guys here in the future. And uh, this would be a great place. This I, would be a great place for your team, your meeting. I hope That's everybody has uh, <laughs> a fantastic customers. evening. Thank you guys all. Thanks, Thanks, for Thanks guys. Have a good night. Bye. Hey, this is Teddy, uh, one of the owners of Walking Distance. If you want to come down to Walking Distance, we got bingo every Wednesday at 7 p.m., trivia Thursdays at 7 p.m., and then the Sip and Stroll Market, hosted by Gathered Goods, is coming up this Saturday. So make sure to check us out. Uh, cheers.